So this is going to be officially the rebuttal of the Zane train, a.k.a. train wreck number one. (laughs) So hold on before you toot yourself too hard here. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, Kenny on Drake, when you got him, was a dolphin. Yeah, that, you know, to be honest. So you lucked out, friend. I did. I did. I actually <laughs> loved, originally, I actually always had kind of a thing for him, even in Miami. Yeah, that that team was awful. Don't get me wrong. But he still, at the age of 26, he has almost no miles on those tires. He was barely used when he was at Alabama, barely used when he was at Miami. Um, he split time with Damian Williams, who's now Kansas City. So, personally, I liked him just for that simple fact that as being a lightly used running back, that means the world. And he can catch passes out of the backfield, which has significant PPR values, we all know, in this day and age. Right. I, I'm not going to disagree with any of that. Kenny and Drake landed in the perfect spot, and now they went all in on him because they got rid of David Johnson. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I mean – from uh, from my perspective, from a fantasy perspective, for any Kenyon Drake owners, um, that was definitely the best thing that could have happened. Um, you know, obviously at this point, the only thing he's really competing against, he's competing against Chase Edmonds, and that's not really much of a competition. No, not at all. And so, since I know we have other listeners than just our league, uh, if you're in a keeper league and you haven't made your keeper picks, Kenyon Drake, I can't imagine you drafted him super early. I mean, your your value for him, I I think he might have been maybe seventh, eighth round pick last year. That might be worth that might be worth to keep. Yeah, absolutely. His ADP actually in our dynasty startup when I drafted him was um, the back end of the eighth round, beginning of the ninth round. So keeping him now, right with the seventh and eighth, yeah, is yeah. an absolute steal for potentially this year, potentially an RB1, if he can stay healthy. Well, absolutely, because, I mean, just in that short amount of time, I mean, I remember the first game he started. Do you remember who you didn't start? That is correct. I did not start Kenyon Drake that week. And who did I tell you to start that week? Unfortunately, you did tell me to start Kenyon Drake that week. (laughs) Would you have won that week? I would have won that week. <laughs> yes. Just, so I'm just saying, like, as someone doing this podcast, <laughs> you ended up as the last place team, but I have openly tried to help out my league mates. You are correct. I think that's what makes this league is, uh, you know, kind of, kind of, um, just the friendliness of the league that we have here is it's, it's just very, uh, it's a great league to be a part of. That's for sure. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I'm going to win. I'm going to do my best to win, but I want it to be competitive. I don't want it to just be a landslide. Cause if I win by 30, 40 points a week, every week, that's boring. That's boring. And that's, I think that's what adds a, that's how dynasty adds an element to uh, instead of redraft, right? Um, you saw kind of how last year everyone, besides a few outliers like myself, right, had two wins, unfortunately. Um, but the rest of the pack outside of maybe Tim um, and um, I think it was Eric, everyone was about six and seven, I think, across the board, which is as competitive as you can get, to be honest with you. 
Right. It was it was a very it was a very competitive league, and that's what I'm here to do is to keep it as strong as I can. So, uh, any other rebuttals you want to yeah, throw? At me? Yeah. Let's actually. Um, you know, I want to talk about the quarterback situation real quick. Um, I know you guys, um, you and Nez, um, you know, I, I feel may, maybe a little harsh on the quarterback position um, just for the fact that, you know, I can see Matt Ryan while you gave him kind of an average. I, I actually felt you kind of gave him a below average grade to, to be totally honest with you guys. I mean, a C for a guy that's been, geez, I mean, up until last year, he's been a top five quarterback in fantasy um, for the last three or four years. So I was actually quite every other, or every maybe other, other but, and that was also under, and I did say that in the, you in did. that episode, you did. Uh, but even still, he, he's been more than a serviceable, even if it's every other, he's a top 15 borderline top 10 quarterback. So I was a little surprised that um, you gave him the grades you did, but I can also understand, um, I believe Nez said, yeah, he is turning 35 this year. So I definitely cannot argue his age is definitely a factor that um, is kind of looming right now. Okay. Uh, so other than the quarterback, any other position you kind of disagreed with? Him? I definitely also want to talk about, let's talk about the wide receivers for a second. Um, okay. The main guys you actually got, you guys talked about, um, is kind of potential, maybe not liabilities is not the right word, um, but you're kind of unsure, right? I, and I'm, what yep. I'm referring to there is uh, my man Jarvis Landry and my other man Robert Woods. You guys are – Well, no, not not just Robert Woods, but you have Brandon Cooks as well. That is correct. I do. Because we don't, we don't, we don't like the Rams situation at this point. Yeah, and I, I actually – I know – it was actually kind of, I, I think, the biggest um, takeaway you guys are talking about was kind of, you don't really know what they're going to get, right? Meaning Jarvis right. in Cleveland, right? They get Austin Hooper, another piece. Stavansky runs these two tight end sets. Is Landry going to lose his target share? You know, obviously you got Beckham there. You got a lot of pieces. You got Chubb. Totally get that. Um, you know, I'm actually fairly confident. Um, this is Landry's sixth year. He has never seen below 27% target share in any year he's ever played. So I really don't expect it to drop off that much. And even if it does, I still expect him to be within the 20% range, which is a very serviceable, I would say, probably wide receiver two in fantasy football. Um, Even if it's borderline wide receiver three territory, that's, um, I think it's a very, he's got a safe, He's got probably one of the safer floors in all fantasy. Do you um, thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I I can't disagree with the floor. I mean, I it's it wasn't to kill your team. It's only just to address the needs you might potentially need. That's really all that. Is. Oh yeah, um, and actually, I I actually think one of the worst moves that could have happened. I don't know if that happened before we recorded. I don't remember. Uh, Robbie Anderson signs with Carolina, so I think that kills Curtis Samuel. In yeah, my and yeah, that's another issue. I because I thought he was going to be a major piece, and actually Isabella was another one that kind of got hurt by Hopkins. 
Yes, I have a bunch of guys, unfortunately, on um, on my roster right now that I, I have. There are pieces there with Isabella, um, Samuel, and even I still am holding out all hope on. Um, I love Dante Pettis as a prospect. Um, unfortunately, he took a huge step back, a huge backseat, went basically to the bench um, once Emmanuel Sanders arrived. He is gone right. now, so this is basically it for him. So I am holding out all hope that he turns it around. I mean, he has a second-round draft capital grade on him. So usually when guys have that kind of draft capital, um, it, it, it's very hard for teams to give up very easily on them. But it feels like they already did. Yeah, and With this it's, wide receiver draft coming up, I feel like it, he might already be done it, before he got started. And it's highly possible. Um, they're projected to take Henry Ruggs or CeeDee Lamb. So, you know. See, that's two receivers so right there. if he does become, you know, takes a back seat, is no more than a bench player. I mean, I'm not going to disagree and, you know, sit here and say that. It, it can't. It's not possible because – you know, it's kind of if you don't perform in the NFL, as you know, you're forgotten pretty quick. That's just how it works. Correct, and that that's just it. It is when everyone forgets, it's still a business. So if you don't perform, you're replaced. I, I that's how quickly this goes. Yeah, I do want to um, take a quick second too, also to comment on uh, Robert Woods, who I believe, um, if I'm right, uh, last year actually I did a trade with the. Um, Actually, you, um, we yep, traded Robert me. Woods, or I acquired Robert Woods, and I believe your second round pick, and I gave I gave you uh, Devin Singletary, and I think I gave you, I gave you a third round pick, and some I gave you something else, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember the exact picks I gave you. I think you. you gave me this year's third and next year's second. Okay, I can't I can't recall, but I actually. Um, yeah, for you, it actually was um, just to kind of touch on that real quick. For you, that was uh-huh. a great deal, uh, to be totally honest. I actually got, um, talking about, you know, draft capital, rookie drafts. I acquired him last year in the rookie draft in the third round with pick, I think, 16 or 17. So that was basically a steal in the third round for me um, to begin with. And you now have a bell call running back, assuming they don't draft one. I highly think Buffalo's drafting a running back in this draft. So um, I, I think he is going to have a timeshare going forward. So that is my fear with him. Um, but to go with Robert Woods, actually what Nez was, um, if I'm not mistaken, Nez was talking about the man in uh, L.A. is Cooper Cup. I love uh, my little Cooper Cup. I really do. Um, he is um, an amazing slot receiver. I think almost maybe um, – Maybe top, I don't want to know, I don't know, maybe top five, probably not top five. That's probably a little aggressive, but I would definitely say top ten. You're saying Cooper Cup's top five? That, he's been pretty good since he's come in. I, I mean. You know he's not in your team, right? Yes. I, he is not. <laughs> okay. But I'm saying in general, just in general. That's why I, I, I actually had him in um, <laughs> my draft leagues every year. I've acquired him in some way. Um, because okay. I'm so high on him and his ability to get open. Right. Uh, but I know the t- um, to go back to Robert Woods, um, as I was saying, you know, Cooper Cup is the guy. You know, I actually, I don't know about you or your thoughts, but um, I actually love Robert Woods in that offense too. 
um, only because they move him around a lot. They play him outside. They move him into the slot. They do a lot of unique things. They do jet sweeps with, jet sweeps with him. Um, they do a lot of different things. And he actually saw in 10 games last year, nine or more targets. So I know Nez was kind of under the, you know, saying he can have nine or one, one, you know, like one target a game. I mean, he's actually one of the more consistent players probably on that offense. Okay, but you mentioned nine targets. Yes. It it depends if he gets nine or one reception. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And don't get don't you get me wrong. Right. Like you and I were teammates for a year. Robert Woods was on my radar immediately. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think he's you know, he's only twenty seven years old too. Um, he was just in a bad situation in Buffalo, to be honest. <laughs> um, he was very underutilized and all he needed was a new team. I think this is his third year with the Rams. I think. I think it's three. Um and and I think this will be year three. Is it yes. yeah? And, um, yeah, because year one, you and I drafted him. Year two, I drafted him. And then year three, here we go. Yeah, so I think he's a very um, he's a very good good piece there in L.A. So um, I'm, I'm keeping faith in him, too. I think he, he also provides um, – I mean, I think he provides a really good floor. Um, and a lot of these guys, too, that's, I think, the biggest issue, right, which that's why I do agree with. Um, my receiving court as a whole, I don't have a guy that has a high ceiling. I just don't, right? I don't have a um, a Michael Thomas, a Tyreek Hill, significant high ceilings. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, too, I don't mind having those floors where you can kind of rely on those guys week in and week out, and you kind of know what you're going to get. Unfortunately, you're not going to get those booming, those booming weeks that you want as well. Correct. But one position I think we can agree on, I think your tight end position is pretty sweet right now. I love, um, actually, the t- where I'm at in terms of uh, the tight ends with uh, O.J. Howard, Noah Fant, and Will Disley. Um, you know, there, there's, I, I feel O.J. Howard at um, his age has all the potential in the world like you guys talked about. Um, I think some think otherwise, but he has so much athletic ability and we've all seen flashes. I mean, it's there. It's just, I think, right situation. Um, and I'm, you know, I think a lot of people are wondering if Tom Brady's kind of that guy to maybe get him over the hump. It's possible, but you know, we'll kind of have to wait and see on that. Correct. And Disley was killing it with Russell to start. And then Noah Fant, I mean, he was only a rookie, and rookie tight ends truly do not perform. Year two, however, they've known to pop. They ha- they have, and, you know, he had a, I would call it a, um, uh, your, like you said, your average um, tight end year for a rookie. I actually think he actually outperformed uh, TJ Hawkinson. Um, I don't know what your thoughts were on that, but he was definitely drafted um, higher, I think, than than Noah Fant was, um, not just in Dynasty, but in redraft leagues as well last year. And it seemed like Noah Fant um, definitely outproduced him uh, week after week, besides week, oh, yeah. besides week one. And who told you to draft Noah Fant? Was, was that you? I mean, I, I, I just want to go on, go on on the limb and say it was you, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I believe we were shooting hoops together, and I told you, hey, uh, 
with Jameis Winston and Bruce Arians, you probably want to draft someone as a backup to uh, Mr. O.J. Howard. But now I don't think it'll matter because Brady's there and Brady loves to throw to the tight end, so I don't think it'll matter. We'll have to wait and see. I'm still uh, I'm still a little pessimistic, unfortunately, on the Bruce Arians' offense for tight ends because he does not like to throw to tight ends, unfortunately. So we'll have to wait and see. I, I, I really hope that they cater the offense a little bit more to to the tight end position, but, um, you know, it, it's hard to tell. He definitely doesn't feature the tight end, but let me tell you, Tom Brady is his own person. I mean, he's – if anyone can just throw in his own audibles, it's going to be a six-time Super Bowl champion. Yeah, no, I absolutely <laughs> – I absolutely agree. Um, so, I'm anxious to see. Like I said, I'm very excited for, the, for uh, that team overall to see kind of what a quarterback changes can, is going to do for Tampa Bay overall. They have all the pieces I, as far as on the offensive side of the ball with Evans, Godwin. Um, I mean, I get, they have a serviceable running back in Ronald Jones um, and then O.J. Howard. So, I mean, they have offensive firepower, that's for sure. So, since you are the one-on-one, I got to ask, where are you leaning? You know – because you control the clock. It's not like someone right. else can come in and steal right. something. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, I, I'll say this. There's a lot of great um, prospects that are coming out. You have, um, of course, I think um, Tito talked about Jonathan Taylor a little bit. He seems like he, he thinks he knows I'm going to draft him. <laughs> For whatever for whatever reason, he's already assuming that I'm drafting Jonathan Taylor. I'm not. Well, let's I'm be honest. Sure you why. and Ashley, you and Ashley are hardcore Wisconsin folks. We, that is no, that is uh, you know that that's a fair statement. Um, and and everyone forgets you are not a solo owner. You yeah, share ownership that, with your that wife. That is true. My wife, my wife does have a say in a lot of the trades or um, free agent moves when we did the draft, she, she uh, definitely put her opinion in. So no, you're absolutely right. Um, There's just a lot. It's hard to say, to be honest, I know where my strengths are and where we're weak as far as our overall roster buildup, but I'll say depending landing spot for me is going to be the ultimate. I mean, if there's a prospect that lands in an ideal situation, uh, meaning, for example, if DeAndre Swift, please, would end up with the Chiefs, that's almost an absolutely no-brainer. <laughs> and you would never hesitate. Or even if Jonathan Taylor ended up there, I'm sorry, but he would be a bell cow back for that team. Um, or, you know, it, it's hard to say. I love Jerry Judy, too. I really do. I love him. CeeDee Lamb, really good prospects. But if Jerry Judy ends up, unfortunately, with the New York Jets, I just, I don't know. You know, he's going to get the targets. Don't get me wrong. He'll see 120, 130 targets, but not sure if that's going to equate to uh, fantasy success in year one. Yeah, I was going to say, if whatever running back ends up in the Kansas City system, with Patrick Mahomes being so young and you know they're going to open their bankroll to whatever he demands, I there's no way I could not see picking a Kansas City running back if it's in the top three rounds. Oh, 
absolutely between them. Top three. To me, it's um, ideal landing spots for running back. Uh, if anyone ends up out in the top three rounds, it goes to Kansas City or they go to Tampa Bay. It's very hard to not have them as a potential um, top pick at 101. Um, you know, you know, things can change, of course. But yeah, like you said, I know you and uh, Nez talked about it on the last podcast. Um, landing spot does it does play a role, right? They could have all the talent in the world. Um, but if, if they're in a bad situation, granted last year, Miami, perfect example, you know, you could have the only wide receiver on the team, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean it's going to really equate to anything if they're that bad. I was going to say, so another funny thing is when Nikhil Harry got taken by new England, everyone assumed he was going to be the one-on-one because it's. The top draft wide receiver. Oh well, well, hold on. Hollywood Brown was the first one, but then Nikhil Harry, and then man, everyone forgets how bad Belichick is at drafting wide receivers. Yeah, I think I think after like in our rookie draft, I think maybe the next one was after Brown. I think it was Metcalf. Maybe I don't know. That sounds right. But even still, yeah, Nikhil Harry. It seemed like everyone thought he was a guaranteed. Um, going to come in right away. You know, he's going to see X amount of targets, and that definitely was was not the case. Uh, if anything, one hundred percent as far as a, as far away as you could be from that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nikhil Harry was, for all intents and purposes, a bust. I mean, he he did not do anything to help anybody. Uh, I believe that was a Dan Shoe pick, if I'm correct. That, but uh, yeah, I believe I believe you're actually correct on that. Oh, here, hold on. I'll I will get it right now. I mean, like I said, I've I've already mentioned that you traded away draft pick for a future. What seems to be what? Who, in my opinion, should have won Rookie of the Year in AJ Brown? I mean, I because who won it? Kyler. Right? He did. Yeah, I don't know why. Cause I actually, I actually like Josh Jacobs as well as a potential candidate last year. I thought it was close well, amongst a few guys. The only reason he didn't, he would have been a shoe, like a shoe in, if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, no, I agree. I liked him a lot. I thought he did a lot of good things for the Raiders. But uh, all right, well, this isn't loading for me, so I think. I'll save that for another episode yeah. when we do the overall draft yeah. uh, reviewed right before our new draft. Uh, any last words? Yeah, I was actually going to just do a shout-out to the league um, and say, you know, for trades guys, especially running backs, who I, I feel, uh, you know, don't be afraid to put some feelers out there for some of my backs. I know I have uh, – there is some talent on my roster, in the, at least in the running back or even the tight end position. So, um, you know, I know I feel in this league trades are hard to come by, but um, for anyone that's maybe looking for a tight end, few, potential tight end or running back, you know, um, feel free to put out some feelers. All right. And on that note, we will close out this episode. And as always, everyone, league on.